I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. Heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. He must be dead. Is this a dead man, Doctor? Tom, you know, it's very hard to walk around when you were tucking it in. You know what I'm just saying? Buffalo Bill style. <laughs> You're going to be doing a weird little waddle. Women have penises now. Oh, it's okay. 2021. That's fire. I tucked mine in between <laughs> my legs like Travis said. I accept it. That's so I said it was fire. It's the world. Yeah, respect to everyone. Yeah. yeah. Everyone can have penises. Day. Everyone can have penises. But can men have vaginas? Is that yes. surgery? Absolutely. Yeah. They have surgery for that? Well... It's you know well some of them, some of them are born with vaginas and tits. And oh yeah, yeah. Are, are men though? I was wondering if there's a surgery I could get. Mike's just getting his lesson on the birds and, and the, the bees. bees and the flies and the lizards. <laughs> this and is the new birds and bees. <laughs> this is what we'll be talking about to our kids. You have the birds and bees talk. You know, some women have beards kind of thing. I I don't know. We we're still figuring out those bees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I never had that that <laughs> yeah. talk with my parents. I just watched porn. Like I just like oh, I'm looking at naked chicks. I don't think your fuss. dad your dad has the gift of gab for everyone else but you. He just yells at you. True. I feel like modern day parents just don't have to have that conversation. They go well, here. They just slip them a post it that says xhamster.com, <laughs> and then they learn. Here's so, a phone photo gallery with section. Unfiltered access to the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck, six year old. Yeah. Well, yeah. My don't first experience. Was my dad's job bathroom? There's all. I think it's one of us on the show before. My dad's job bathroom. I went to go take a dump as like a five year old, and there's just porn everywhere in the bathroom. Stack of porn, ah. just like old vintage, mm. pre digital. Like, yeah, it was like a library. Yeah. A little like the little bookshelf. The OS. <laughs> yeah, the, old, OS. the old school. I was like, wow. God damn it. God this damn it, Peter. <laughs> God damn it, Peter. Was bring your work, bring Stroke your kid to work day. And take it east. I thought everyone was built like Barbie and Ken. Like no, like I was like, damn they. But then I was like, well, this makes sense. Well, you should be. Yeah, you should like, strive for greatness. Because the idea of, like, the ideal human body is, would you put it in a porno? And nowadays no, not, they make porn for everyone. Yeah. I'm not shaming anyone who doesn't look like that. But as a civilization, it would be good if we strive for that. You know what? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I just think more, more dangerous dongs for everyone. Should we roll on the show? Sure, we're rolling already. Yeah, oh, I was okay. gonna, I was gonna try and do like a a bridge and say like they, like you know the ideal human body like having herring eyes and then oh. that would bring us back. Whoa. Oh, back to Whoa. Russia. Russia. Thank you, Connor. Yeah. To the listeners, welcome back to part two of Lenin Roast Mortem. It's the only show worth quoting on any of your thesis papers. My name is Tom. You can also write uh, <laughs> little blurbs about things that you learned on your DMV paperwork. I'm Travis. And I'm Mike. And I'm Connor. Uh, and me and Mike are just awkwardly waiting for who's going to be the third person to say I, I had to take a moment of silence today. You know why? If you're going to go and be the third, don't put an end there. Well, we switched spots where we were sitting, so that might have thrown us off. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. If Mike, what are you doing? Do for? this whole intro. Just scrap. Turn off the. Thing, no, it's good. It See, on. Mike's more lively in this seat. <laughs> He's good. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, more awake. This is why. Mike, we're what's here. your. What's your moment of silence for, Mike? What was going on in your week, which was actually just a few days, two days? In my us. world this week, <laughs> um, yeah, quiet three days for Mike. 
Yeah. yeah. You know what? I can't Zen. remember anything anymore. I think it's, so it's either it's either nothing's happened or he's been sexually assaulted. And then a hard time opening up. No, no, no sexual activity in a while. Well, then what happened? Uh, Mike, no nut November ended. You yeah. have sexual well, activity been, again. It's been like no nut year. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Uh, yeah, so hate myself. Connor, how's your week? <laughs> uh, my three days were real solid. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I didn't have work until today, so that oh, was nice. Fuck today. Whew. Right? Yeah. Fuck work, going fuck, to work. Fuck going to work. Wow. But it's hump day, though. Hump day. hump day. That's true. That's fact. Hump work day. Yeah. Speaking of hump day, I was actually at the gym today getting swolled. Afterwards, I just, uh, you know, I it's cold outside, so I have to go to the locker room and just throw some pants on. That's really it. But I got cornered. There's two men Whoa. who walked in, like, right after me, and their lockers happened to be on either side of <sighs> oh, me. Oh, wow. And there was a bench behind me. Oh. So was I'm there a camera all- crew? And was there like a, a lot of lotion? We were getting towels? there. We were getting there. A couple fluffers, <laughs> yeah. all that. Nice. Yeah. Boom mic? Yeah, was, yeah the, the boom was- mic guy was walking in like right as I was escaping. <laughs> I said, good luck. Have a great shoot, boys. Where we go? Where we go? Yeah. Don't <laughs> try to rope me into this. It's part of my Planet Fitness contract. I guess they- uh, You get sandwiched, though. <laughs> I got sandwiched. Yeah, it was very odd. <laughs> Uh, and it was as I was taking my shorts off, so it was even worse because I'm trying. I'm actually trying to put pants on. Yeah. And these two men, taking them both off. sweatier, both more swole than I am, being there, not good. So yeah, uh, yeah I, I did make it out of there. I'm fine. So, so Tom, you're telling me you went to the gym, but it was actually Nathan's hot dogs. I was about to get served uh, a hot <laughs> lock. Uh, Travis, how was your week out in Portland? Uh, I was I was able to acquire uh, the PlayStation Five a year later. I hate you. Have a nice life. Yeah. Dang. Uh, Why would you buy well, that fucking thing, dude? I was following this dude on Twitter, and then I had to like go on these like digital lines and shit like that. Wait, was, I was it? Like, um... How'd you buy? I said, Why'd you buy it? <laughs> oh, I, that's a good question because I got a few games that I've only read are just garbage. So I'm kind <laughs> of I'm seeing. Saying. I'm kind of seeing myself maybe playing it for a week and then going back to playing Civilization on my PC. It's like a let's see how <laughs> shitty this all is kind of thing. Now, well, you know, I know it's crap, but I'm a big Battlefield fan, so I'm going to try to shoot well, men They have in it the on air. PC, Travis, as well. Dude, well, I can't afford a fucking crazy PC graphics card. It needs that much? Yeah, dude, really? I installed it on my computer, and it, my computer was basically like, Nah, yeah, and then it just, just like, dropped the settings sh- a little bit. No, like water spout out of my computer. Like fucking tried to come. Yeah, it's like two- the lowest resolution. I, I this did. Is dog. Mike just fucking playing a game that came out in two thousand three <laughs> yeah. in one forty four p. You want the most life. frames, <laughs> Travis? <laughs> you need those frames. <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying to play CS:GO, dude. I'm starting to CS cream. All right. Wait, but how can your computer handle Civ but not Battlefield? It's Fishy. got like. Wait, is it six or is it one of the older? Yeah, Civ Civ six. Uh, who's your Who's your le- leader of choice? I usually just like float around. I always go random, mm. but I like I like doing uh, like doing the English because you know I'm an Anglophile. Yeah, weird Portland Anglophile. <laughs> Victoria sucks in that game. You're missing out. <laughs> I, I'm I'm not playing that game. Uh, I heard it's really addictive. That's yeah, so why I didn't play. I'm like I'm yeah. probably never. I'm sticking to again. a good game, a game that's tried and true, a game we all love, Cyberpunk. 
Uh, I am playing that. Uh, are I've you almo- actually? I really? almost got it started. No, I'm just fucking around. The game looks. It almost loaded. That's the only game that has a dong slider. Those but, people I mean, should. Those on. Witcher people should be shot for putting that out. <laughs> I, I think if a game comes out that broken, they should be executed. Go to in the front Hague. of an Go audience. To Hague. Like I who? World Court. How did you fuck this up? Just push it off. Push it off. Push. It. It's not. Yeah, can't anyways, all right. Pressure. Uh, honestly, all right. games are dumb. Let's let's talk about real stuff. Tom, yeah, you Tom, you're talking about executions. We have a lot of executions to talk about on today's yeah, show. Let's Vladimir. go to the battlefield of civilization, World War 1. I. I was borrowing yeah. Uncle Buck's segue. Continue. <laughs> all right. So, if you didn't li- here we go. Uh caveat, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, got to go back and listen cuz come on. Uh, so last week we uh, left off with Lenin's life at World War One, and we talked about uh, the 1905 revolution, all the corruption and shit that the Tsar was going on, all the Black Hundred. Remember, I'm just catching you up a little bit here. I remember. You remember? This is yeah, how yeah. you remind me of what I really feel. You know, a lot of those bands sound all the same. Was Nickelback your <laughs> top played on your Spotify rap today, Mike? You know what? I use YouTube. I'm a fucking, <laughs> you fucking <Chad>. loser. <laughs> you can't oh find God. those deep cut YouTube videos on Spotify. That like the weird, like rare tracks. What do you li- What do you listen to that's so rare? Not rare, but like I want to hear like the B sides or like some, some album or like the fucking. Or you're just poor. It's actually more than Spotify. Are you oh, just so you're lowering this over? You're doing the paid right. subscription. All right, down yeah. with the bourgeoisie <laughs> of YouTube, YouTube premium. premium, baby. <laughs> no ads for me. Right when Oops. World War One kicks off, shit's kind of coming apart at the seams, and Lenin's like, does what he does best. He's like, fuck this shit. I got a warrant out for my arrest. I'm leaving Russia. So Russia enters World War I in 1914, and this was actually like a high point for the Tsar, Tsar Nicholas. Um, because uh, if there's one way to rally a nation around with some good old-fashioned nationalism, it's a, it's a war. It's like, right. hey, hey guys, you love your country. Why don't you go die for it? Uh, yeah, yeah, defend sure. the home front. Yeah. Now the Russian people were actually really excited. They're they're like, we got to show how you know, show the world how we do it Russian style. We we put bears in cars. We always have a dash cam. There's like meteors <laughs> dropping everywhere in our country. You know, they're just excited. Our men are either extremely stock with steroids or just gaunt with heroin. And the gaunt ones are the scarier ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those, yeah. those ones would knife ones. you without blinking. <laughs> I thought it was yeah. Crocodile, uh, or whatever that shit's called. If, oh, shit's if you see a tracksuit in the dark alley, just turn around. Yeah. yeah. Um, so if you know anything about 20th century Russia and like the both of the world wars, World War One and World War Two, you will know that the Russian armies are basically just human flesh walls. Yeah. They are always undersupplied. Uh, for fuck's sake, not every soldier even had a gun or even shoes. <laughs> um, What's the point? Yeah, well, well there's like the there's the the guy. One guy had ammo. Another guy had a gun. 
and then one of them is gonna die, so you pick up what you're missing as you go. Oh, I yeah, like and they both yeah, they both have one yeah. shoe. So when the one guy dies, you take his shoe, <laughs> yeah, and then you've got a pair. It sucks if you if you have a right shoe, and the guy in front of you's got also got a right shoe. Ah, Patrick's <laughs> yeah, yeah. got two right shoes on his feet. He's walking into battle. They are New Balances. He keeps going in circles. <laughs> right. So Russia is known as this incompetent walking disaster. I mean, they got a lot of soldiers. I mean, yeah, you're all neat. But, uh, you know, they don't really know what they're doing. I thought they were so, savages, though. They're like, they're like fucking badass. They pretend to be now. Oh, uh, I mean... They well, just rob I mean, people they're slow, they're slow starters. Slow starters? Yeah. World War One, they never really stopped being slow, but... World War II, yeah. World War II was, like, terrible. By the end of it, they're, like, a well-oiled machine. Yeah, we're talking World War One, yeah. but they pretty much won World War Two. Unfortunately, our uh, U.S. history classes will teach you that the U.S. won World War Two. Hold but, on, Travis. Yeah, who dropped the bombs? That's also facts. Yeah, that's facts. We fucked up the Asians. We stopped Asian hats from coming <laughs> over here. But you know what we did? We irradiated the area, and now we have Pokemon. That's true. Who um, another well, another it, bonus. Well, when you, it comes yeah. to Germany, that was like, thanks, Russia. We appreciate it. Yeah, that's we're getting ahead of ourselves. So four weeks into World War One, the people's national further, fervor quickly diminished after the embarrassing defeat at the Battle of Tannenberg. Nearly the entire Second Army was wiped out with casualties over one hundred and sixty thousand. A lot of meat shields. Uh, oops. Yeah. Yep. Uh, in less than a year, Russia had lost 1.2 million men that were either wounded, uh, killed, or missing in action. The general of that Russian battle that they lost at the beginning, mm -hmm. after the battle, he just walked into the woods and shot himself in the head. Wow. Out of shame. I, I mean, good? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what else are you going to do? Yeah. Hey, that's illegal. Stop. <laughs> yeah. Oh, whoa. <laughs> I would go somewhere um, else. Be like, I'm out of here. Off the grid. <laughs> He's off the grid of life. <laughs> I, I may. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, the whole thing about supplies. So for you, those of you who are into numbers, there was 6.5 million soldiers by October 1914, but there was only 4.6 rifles. So wait, <laughs> wait, four, four point six or four point six, four point six million. million. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Four, four point four, six. Yeah. We have these four guns and a six That's of sick. a gun. Jesus. Wait, you get, none of you guys even have guns to bring. <laughs> yeah, none of you. You but, all brought pitchforks. But seriously, what'd you say? Six point five million people. Yeah, just soldiers. That's soldiers. Manhattan. That's, That's two million people without guns. Walking around, but that's just an insane headcount alone. Oh yeah, for that's a war true. effort. That's, well, that's all. Oh yeah, World War One. The numbers get crazy. Yeah, it's it, it's insane. So, like, uh, we can we can obviously devote multiple episodes to these Russian commanders, like the guy who ran out or walked out into the woods and shot himself uh, during World War One. But we're, let's jump back to Lenin, who during the war is just hiding out in neutral Switzerland. He's like, uh, okay. And he keeps sending out these letters like, look, guys, look what the czar is doing to us. I told you, uh, you got to come together, crack some skulls in St. Petersburg, which is now called Petrograd. But he's like, I'll be over here, you know, just fucking beat up those guys. I don't, they're not doing good. Honestly, if I didn't have a gun and I like got this guy's like manuscript, I'd be like, I'm going with this guy. This, this shit's bullshit. You know what I'm saying? 
Of course, yeah. Like you're put in a very trying situation. Yeah, I don't have a gun, I have no shoes. So why don't I fight like, this war? Fuck this czar. Yeah, yeah. Even give me no straw shoes. Fuck him. So I can see it being like, lucrative. Mm. I'd be like, all right, fuck this shit. I ain't right. Want to be in a trench anymore? Mm. Mike, you'd be surprised to learn a lot of people thought the exact same thing in the moment. Well, yeah. Sure. So also there were remember Mike. There was also competition. There was other leftists, you know, that were saying similar things, uh, maybe not as violent. Um, and as the war progressed, Lenin actually lost more and more of the Bolshevik dues and like members because, again, he's some guy in Switzerland. Like he, like he is not there on the streets of uh, Petrograd, or you know, rallying people. He's just a guy that has a newspaper or like le- leaflets that he sends to Russia from people. Switzerland. You guys read my zines yet? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Now, as I said, he's losing dues from the Bolsheviks to sustain himself. Uh, he mainly just uses those um, checks from his mom. And um, before long, the Mensheviks are, you know, the number one in Russia, not the Bolsheviks. Okay. Um, so flashing forward to 1917, basically most of the war, he just hides out and sends out those flyers and loses money. I never knew um, that. But, I always thought he was in Russia this whole time. Like, during well, when I learned this in history class. You would think so, based on the propaganda that you've probably seen, that yeah. this yeah. man is Russian through and through, but he's uh, chowered. Wow. Well, right. And also, also, a lot of, um, I mean, when we went to school, it was probably coming out more mainstream, but until the 90s, like probably the mid-90s, they, they were going off of what the Soviet Union said, which was mm-hmm. all doctored shit, you know? Um, and then they were going through the Kremlin, going through these archives, and finding out what really happened. Damn. Uh, um, Vladimir Lenin, he came out of an egg. <laughs> yeah, Lenin actually evolved into Stalin. That was his <laughs> evolution. We gave him a magic potion. They're like Pokemans. <laughs> yeah, it's like a Charon's arms. Anamorphous. Lenin put on some uh, Rogaine. <laughs> <and laughs> turned into an animal of a leader. <laughs> So 1917, this is the big year. This is the year of the revolution, the communist revolution. Now, mainly through the help of the Mensheviks or through the pressure of the Mensheviks, people were getting fed up of the czar, right? And this corrupt Duma that we talked about. Um, And they were losing millions and millions of men to this war that they... I don't know, it didn't really benefit them. They were all wrapped up in the beginning, like, yeah, we're going to beat them Germans. But now they're like, why are we all dying? And The now Germans this- have food. The yeah. Germans have guns. <laughs> Let's be Germans. <laughs> yeah. So now this is a very crucial moment. The Tsar made an extremely foolish mistake at the start of the war. He banned vodka. Now, Oof. if there's one way oh. to make Russians rebel, take away their vodka. What a dummy. We're also going to do all that. Just fucking be sober? <sighs> well, you know, it's vo- you got to drink your vodka. Especially like on the vodka. battlefield, like that shit. I'd be like hammered all the time. Man, I had a long gray day down in the putty factory. I could <laughs> use a drink. Oh, nope. God damn it, Tsar Nicholas coming at me and fucking my afternoon up. Just some dirty water for you. Well, I better go drink some donkey urine. (laughs) (laughs) Now, interestingly enough, 70 years later, the Soviet Union would fall after Mikhail Gorbachev tried to start a prohibition on this Russian lifeblood, vodka. Gorbachev was like, 
We're going to ban vodka, and then the Soviet Union fell. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Vlad, mm-hmm. if you're listening, I know you are. Don't ban your vodka. Yeah. So in February of 1917, people were a bunch of people sick of the war. They were sick of these food shortages. They started to go on strike and protest across the country. Uh, and they were like, hey, the czar's got to step down. Enough of this bullshit. You know, we got Rasputin running around sucking dicks and we got to just get rid of all this shit. Now, this wasn't so much of a socialist revolution, the February Revolution. It's called... Basically, this is called the February Revolution because, spoilers, there's two revolutions in um, 1917. Oh, I didn't know that either. Yeah, and to add to the confusion, the Russians were still using the old uh, Julian calendar. So, right, this is right, Travis? Like, for them, they called it the March Revolution because Mm -hmm. in their dumb calendar, it was like three weeks ahead. So they're like, it's the March Revolution, and the whole world's like, it's the February Revolution. <laughs> yeah, it's not you fucking March. idiots. I like that. Yeah. It's summer, it's summer quicker though. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. They're always pushing. Yeah, yeah. The summer months very long. Come on. So, so this fe- this February Revolution was not so much of a socialist revolution. It was more of just like people like these fucking idiot royals. Like we just need them out. Like the the motivation was not to install a, a socialist the government. The czar has got to go. Yeah. Um, the Romanov, and also while this is going on, the Romanovs were living it up in style while their people starved at home and their soldiers were mowed down by machine gun fire and gas. So not good looks. Um, now we touched on this, uh, just so yeah, we touched on this subject a little bit when we did Rasputin. And as I mentioned, we'll do a whole Romanov episode because there's so many angles to the Russian revolution. But the people fought hard in the streets uh, during this revolution, and 100, or, uh, 1,433 people died in Petrograd, which is St. Petersburg, uh, 3,000 in Moscow, and they were successful in the fact that they got Tsar Nicholas II to uh, step down from the throne, and a provincial government was set up. Wow. Okay. Now... This provincial government was set up, uh, its leader became none other than Lenin's childhood friend, Alexander Kerensky, the guy who he used to talk about the the gray wolf eats the, the wolf sheep. story. It's been haunting yeah. me for the past three days. <laughs> yeah. That's why Mike had nothing to say before. He's been thinking about the wolf He's eating his fucking nightmares. sheep. I've been yeah. having these wet dreams about wolves. Oh, <laughs> uh, my South Shore sheeps going to be all tickled up. <laughs> I haven't been able to sleep in a while. Now, Kerensky was no socialist in the slightest. He believed in a democratic system. Um, you know, like good. he wanted to reform like the Duma and like actually have like a democratic system with free markets, much like the U.S. Now, the funny thing about this whole big revolution, and the Soviets would not like you to know this, uh, or they didn't want you to know this back when they were around, was that. Lenin didn't even know the revolution happened until, like, f- three or four weeks later. <laughs> uh, so one of his Bolshevik couriers came to his house in Switzerland. He's like, have you heard the news? There's a revolution in Russia. He's like, oh, and He's really? just standing there licking Godiva chocolate off his fingers. Like, oh, pretty cool. I should go down there. <laughs> Ch- choking uh, on... Hold, hold on a second. Don't tell my wife. <laughs> We're going to Russia. Yeah, his wife is just like choking on a Kinder Egg toy, <laughs> flapping wow. on the floor. <laughs> I'd be like, "Can we stay in Switzerland?" I'm gonna stay here, honey. Sure. 
<laughs> sure, you are. Yeah. <laughs> See ya. A country is calling me, and it's not here. So again, Lenin was MIA, but the second he got the news about this revolution, he was like, shit, and he wires his uh, tactics that he had laid out to another Bolshevik leader in Scandinavia. Um, and these were his tactics. Our tactics are, number one, no trust or support for the new government. Number two, Alexander Kerensky is especially suspect. Number three, arm the proletariat um, as the only guarantee for their protection. Number four, eliminate elections and elections. Uh, you want to take that again? Yeah. Number four. <laughs> eliminate elections. Oh, number four, immediate elections in Petrograd City Council. Number five, make no reproach of any kind with other parties. And then at the end, he says, telegraph this to Petrograd. So he and didn't even send it himself. He was like, I'm going to send it <laughs> to a guy in Scandinavia. Yeah. It was on a napkin. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. like, I got to do this important stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. So he's basically just laying down the law, like, don't, don't. Don't like make any type of agreements or truces with any of the other socialists, and we have to like stop Kerensky at all costs, pretty much. I thought it was his fucking friend, though. Get close to the mic. That was his friend. Uh, I mean, he's kind of scared little Jeebus out of him with big old hairy wolf boy. Yeah, yeah. Not 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 nearly enough of a socialist. Yeah. yeah. Shit's fucking crazy. Now, Lenin knew that if there was a time for him to be in Russia, it was right now, and he needed to lead the Bolsheviks in this revolution. He'd already laid to the party. Now, by the time of the February Revolution, there was only about 3,000 Bolshevik members. Like, this is nothing, right? Yeah, uh, they just uh, murdered about 4 million of them. <laughs> yeah. Not even yeah, a percentage. Right? It's... Uh, well, just to keep in mind, so it's 3,000 Bolsheviks, and Petrograd itself has a population of about 2 million. Oh, Even damn. with all the people dying. It's like a country so, club. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right? <laughs> so Lenin had to get to Petrograd ASAP, and he was willing to turn to none other than Russia's enemy, Germany, to get there. Okay. Remember that secret police, uh, the Tsar secret police? They had been keeping close tabs on Lenin while he was in Switzerland. But the Germans had also been keeping close tabs on Lenin. I mean, I'm kind of surprised because he's just really a nobody. Um, but the way the Germans saw it, Lenin was stark raving mad. And they knew that if they unleashed him and his radical socialist views on Russia, he might be able to start a revolution and pull Russia out of the war, which meant they would have one less enemy to worry about. So they're basically funding like... It's like when we fund fucking crazy jihadists and shit because we don't like, um, or when we uh, when we liberate southern American countries. Yeah, like, like, like America, America yeah. like funding small groups in Central Asia during the Cold War to try and counteract the Russians, and then like thirty years later, those groups try and attack America. Oh wait, that that happened. It's oh. been uh, it's complicated. It really yeah. is. You know yeah. the motives of yesteryear. They fall apart. The Toyota hard body, great vehicle. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> How's that. Afghanistan been? We haven't checked in with them since uh, you know the women lost all their rights. <laughs> Mike, Mike have you uh, have you specked out your technical? What? <laughs> you know where they just call pickup trucks technicals? 
I've never heard of that. I've never heard of that before. I'll hear pick them up and just pickup truck. For whatever for whatever reason, the the like extremists in the Middle East drive around in Toyota pickup trucks and they call them technicals. Really? <laughs> With a big ass gun on the back. Oh, those called uh, a turret truck, or I don't know. Someone came up with that cool term. They did but not any, come up with that they, shit. They were, I like, mean, that's a cool term. So what are you saying? Middle Eastern people can't come up with cool stuff? I ain't saying anything. All right, I didn't think you now. were saying that, but I just want to be clear. Uh, cut that out, Tom. So, and, uh, let uh, it, Travis, continue, please. Yeah. Uh, I'm tired of this being derailed. <laughs> let him... <laughs> Uh, Lennon had been approached by German agents in the past, offering him money uh, to support his cause, but he had always turned them down. But now Lennon was desperate, and he needed to get to Petrograd, and Germany had the armored train to get him there. Back when they had armored trains, which I think are probably one of the coolest military things. <laughs> it's it's cool, oh, but it's also like... You couldn't do anything. Like it's a track. You know yeah. where your enemy's no, gonna it, be. It's got That's big why machine guns armor on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. throw some armor. You just throw a bomb in the track somewhere. Travis didn't it have giant machine guns on it. it. Wasn't like fucking decked out with shit. Yeah, it was decked out with shit. They even put some. They even put some bushes on it so it would like blend in with the surroundings. Dope. <laughs> <laughs> what's that well, thing moving on that train? Yeah, track what's that big there? bush moving? Didn't, didn't they also snake. have oh. him in a locked train car because they yeah. didn't want him spreading socialist ideas to Germany? That so makes they're sense. Like, you yeah. can't leave until you're in the country that we want you to send. We don't like your goopy-brained ideas, <laughs> yeah. but we'll yeah. bring you there. I so, saw someone describe it as like the Germans are like setting their neighbor's apartment on fire because they couldn't stand the smell. And it's like, sure. <laughs> yeah. 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 So you're going to get rid of the smell, but your own apartment might burn down. <laughs> yeah. So let's, let's talk about this, this, this shitty sealed armored train that he's on. So Lenin makes a deal with the ultra right, right wing German government. You'd think that'd be a little bit of a conf- conflict of interest because he's such a lefty. Um, and he gets a ride on the sealed armored train uh, with a boatload of money that the Germans had given him. What? Now, obviously, he wanted this deal to be hush-hush because he didn't want it to get leaked out to the other leftists. I mean, he's dealing with, like, an extremely right-wing government. But, of course, it got leaked instantly um, by some of his own people, uh, own Bolsheviks. They were like, I don't know if I'm comfortable taking money from these guys. And then all the left, all of the left in Russia, like the Russian left, just like called him out for being a German traitor. Well, I didn't know that actually. <laughs> and he yeah. look how far he gets. Spoiler yeah. alert. Yeah, right. <laughs> look how far he gets. So either way, yeah, right. I mean, maybe they're calling him a traitor, but Lenin and the group of Bolsheviks get into the sealed train ride. And it's it's stinky, uh, dark. Uh, most of the other Bolsheviks are like wasted, um, and Lenin gets so sick of being around these people that are just like drinking and smoking. Remember, he hates cigarette smoke, so he banned all of the people on the train in this car uh, from smoking and talking as well for the rest oh of the God. train ride. <laughs> <laughs> and he set up a ticket system to go to the bathroom. <laughs> nice. I have a feeling his government's going to be very lenient. Well, I'm, yeah. just, I'm seeing like this, the roots of Soviet bureaucracy. Yeah. Like already. <laughs> it's like you need tickets to go to the bathroom. Yeah. yeah. Right? 
What, are you trying yeah. to get rice? Well, you're not going to buy it, but yeah. we will give you... We'll give you this We'll brochure. give you a few grains, <laughs> yeah. uh, whatever we got in the store. The fuck online, all right? Yeah. Now, now this wasn't a direct train to Russia. He had to go... It took him all the way up into Sweden and, like, through Finland. Like, once they got out of, like, the war area, they transferred to, like, a regular train, and then they went to Sweden and through Finland, and then beautiful, eventually to Russia. beautiful, but you can't see out the window. Yeah, right. It's um, an armored. It's just like yeah, a locker. Depressing. Yeah. <laughs> it's a beautiful countryside, probably just depressing inside. He's just inside looking at people as they're whispering to each other. Beating off in the yeah. dark. He can't hear. He just hears the flapping up and down. <laughs> what, what is that? Kurva, kurva, kurva. What is that? Socials flapping, I hear. Yeah. <laughs> Who is beating their meat? <laughs> Nine, Even uh, was their, German. Who is beating their pickled herring? Now, when Lenin was on the final train ride in Finland going back into Russia, he had learned that, remember our buddy Stalin, he had heard that Stalin and a bunch of other idiots in Petrograd were starting to write, like, Bolsheviks papers. So Lenin quickly sends out a telegraph. He's like, don't let those guys talk. They're going to ruin everything. Like, I know Stalin, he's just like a dumb idiot that robs trains. Like, stop those boys. So already he's laying down like rules, even though he's like not in the country. Damn. And at this last checkpoint before Russia, Lenin is stopped by a British uh, MI5 officer. Now, you see, the British did not want Lenin to reach uh, Russia because they wanted to keep their ally, even though, you know, the Russians weren't doing very well. Um, It doesn't matter. Yeah. So they had set out uh, basically a bounty on him, and they had put out all their MI5 officers or whatever. And um, so this one officer, his name was Harry Grunner, he strip-searched Lenin's entire party, including his wife and all these stinky other Russians. Uh, But he failed to identify Lenin, and he realized after the train was pulling away, he was like, oh, fuck, that was Lenin, wasn't he? Sorry, I have to inspect everybody, everyone <laughs> off the train. Look at those let, eyeballs. Let, let us sit down. Everyone's having tea with me. Why have you got a fish in close? <laughs> <laughs> so Lenin arrives at Finland Station in Petrograd, Russia. And he gives a speech to all the Russian Russian people and Bolsheviks that are waiting for him. I don't. We don't know exactly how large this crowd was. I'm assuming it wasn't very, but the Soviets made it seem like it was, he was addressing like you know Jet Stadium or something like thirty eight people. Yeah. That's my guess. Yeah. <laughs> thirty eight people. Yeah, people were bored back then and a baby. Now in his speech, he called for the need to give every peasant bread and land. How much land am I going to get? Well, you see how much Russia has. You're going to get bread. True. Yeah. I'm hungry. I'm really in this for bread. (laughs) Fuck the land. It's going to be in fucking Siberia. Yeah. iPhones for everybody. Look how much useless land Russia has. No one's ever fought them for that that whole Asian territory. I want that uh, area you got over there by Japan. Yeah. This is is why I live. Do I have to live on my land? Because then it's a deal breaker. I'll take it, but I, I'll make a snowman. Or I actually you never want to see it. <laughs> I mean, there's, no roads, said, there's no roads probably to some of these places, right? Oh, there's like oh, no, dirt. It's it's the tundra. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's like more risky than than like 
being the only bidder on one of those storage units on like storage wars. <laughs> like, guess what? It's the biggest thing though. We got the biggest ten bucks. It's all yours. I don't know. Yeah. That's actually. Uh, yeah, you're right. Could be a lot of garbage in there. It's yeah. gonna be nothing. Mike, it's Mike, Mike, it's, Mike it's like going. It's like going to seven. Yeah, you want to go go to Seven Eleven and you're like, let me get some taquitos and they throw in some extra ones that like have been on there for a while. And oh, like hard. two in the morning. Like, yeah, you have all yeah. free. Yeah. This rock yeah. hard. And you're like, oh my yeah. god, this is terrible. That's, that's yeah. exactly what what's going on. So number one of the big rules of being a great dictator, right, is you have to just you can promise everything. You don't just don't need to deliver, right? You know, I mean, it's uh, basically politicians. Yeah, it's We're not trying to, to break the date. bank here. Yeah, we're trying to so, gain control. Right. So he's like, you're going to get bread land. We're going to pull you pull us out of the stupid war. You know, everyone's going to like prosper. And, like, I have will all these freedoms. I will give you all one million dollars and I'm going to suck your dick. Every single dick. Every single one. Not right now, because I have a cough. <laughs> oh, but man. I will. Well, no, it's just, I'm not sucking yours, because I'm I'm making my way to the line. So. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. going to be a while. <laughs> just wait your yeah. turn. But man, by the time I get to you, Grab I'm going to look like a French curl or a curler <laughs> in my fucking mouth zone. It's all going to be herpes, but that's fine. Uh, hey. Yeah, who likes dome? You see the size of this dome, dog? <laughs> No teeth, please. People are just like, just bread and land. Just, just bread, bread and land. land. So that's not what the, how the people reacted. Most of them were like, Lenin, you're hardly Russian. You haven't even been here for fucking like 20, 15 years. Yeah. I mean, maybe you came back for a few weeks and then you ran away. Oh, you're the a rest of us, flexor. Yeah, the rest of us had to stay here and suffer. Um, and you just fucked off to, like, Switzerland and Sweden and London. So he's not very popular after giving the speech. I mean, some people liked it, but, you know, they're kind of like, who, who the fuck are you? Who are you to tell me I haven't suffered? <laughs> <laughs> now I understand you've been at war. My heart goes out. And yes, I've been in a place where the weather is far more agreeable than here. <laughs> They but also the food. lots of bread the, and cheese. The calorie <laughs> content. I have come back a wounded soldier of the cholesterol war. <laughs> I am back the amount of cheese I had to stuff in my gourd just because I wanted to eat. All right? Is that my fault? So with the czar gone um, and this new provincial democratic government set up, there were big changes in Russia. One of the biggest ones was free speech. Uh, spoiler alert, this wouldn't last very long. But they had free speech at the at the moment, believe it or not. <laughs> People could write and, uh, co and collect their political ideas and meet together and discuss these things. It's um, like a babysitter. Yeah, you can stay up late tonight, but don't get used to it. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. Oh, yeah, you can eat M&M's in bed. Your mommy don't, don't let you don't do that. Don't tell mom and dad. Divorce, <laughs> divorce dad coming in. Yeah, sure, I don't care. We'll get McDonald's for dinner. Don't get yeah. used to it, though. Your mother's a vegan. <laughs> Obviously, things have not worked out. <laughs> so Lenin, Lenin was having a field day. He didn't have to worry about these secret police, police going on and all this shit. So he did his best to fight against Kerensky and the provincial government and also the... the uh, his other socialist groups, like the Mensheviks, and it was interesting because the Mensheviks and the Bolsheviks were both anti-war, but I, I think I mentioned in the last episode there was a group called the SR, which was the so Socialist Revolutionaries. They were pro-war, so they were also socialists, but 
you know, he really went against them because he's like, why do you, why do you want to keep fighting these guys? Um, now, most people, I feel like most people and other leftists consider Lenin to be crazy and dangerous. Um, again, he was promoting a dictatorship of the proletariat. So right off the bat, he's like, it's going to be a dictatorship, guys. It's going to be great. You're going to love it. But it's going to be our dictatorship. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they were probably right because uh, he was pretty dangerous and crazy because the at this point, the Bolsheviks were mainly being supplied financially just by the Germans. The Germans were sending him money and cash and checks just to foment rebellion in um, Russia. So I never knew that. That's pretty interesting. I thought he was, yeah, like you said before, he's like a Russian boy. But. Well, well, he gets painted as being like the lesser between Stalin and like yeah. Lenin. Like Len, they're like Lenin figured it Paul out. Marx, Stalin came Lenin, in and ruined Stalin. it. Right. Yeah. I I think I think at the end of last episode, if there's something to come away with, it was like Le, Lenin just perverted everything that Marx really stood for. I mean, like, I went into that whole thing about how there was a progression, and Lenin was like, fuck that, we're going to make it a dictatorship and all this stuff. So, um, by July of 1917, the violence had started up again, uh, spurred on by the Bolsheviks and the new right-wing faction. Remember, we had the Black Hundred last time. This time, they're called the Cadets, with a K. That's pretty gay. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, cadets with a K? A bunch of guys who do have guns, but also pantyhose. <laughs> and they are they are kicklining. They they do not have a front line that is not in sync, mm-hmm. if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. Was it a bunch of bouncing balls? So, you guys remember from last episode what happened when Lenin was con- confronted by the uh, Black Hundred, right? Uh... He ran out of a crowd pushing people over and oh, then fled the country. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 That. that happens again. So in July of 1917, he gets starts getting threats by the cadets, and he's like, fuck this, I'm going to Finland. And he leaves Russia once again. Oh, damn. To, and also there was an arrest warrant put out by the provincial government who had seen him as a, labeled him officially as a terrorist. Wow. Um, well, good. Why not? So, yeah. Lenin hides out in Finland for three months, um, and there was a bounty of 200,000 rubles on his head, dead or alive. Was that, like, $12? (laughs) Yeah, a hot hot number six at McDonald's. I'm going to say three years into the war, Tsar has just been overthrown. That can't be that much money. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right. Our money's worth nothing. Take most of it. <laughs> <laughs> but when the time was right, Lenin made his return back to uh, Petrograd. And that was October 10th, 1917. So October. October. Remember, I, I, yeah, think I remember, know it's coming. Remember I said February and October, the big ones? He's coming back right in October. Oh, he's a Libra. Libra season. Yep. Me and Mike. Balance. Yeah, let's go. He's coming in on a reindeer. He's got his horoscope ready. This fucking so we knows did, what's happening. We did a little mention of uh, that guy Trotsky, if you remember. And, and remember, he Lenin called him his Judas because he had left for the Mensheviks. Well, by this point, Trotsky had 180'd again, and now he was back with the Bolsheviks. Um, 
Now, between Lenin, Trotsky, and a bunch of other top Bolshevik people, they planned a secret Bolshevik revolution. Now, if you know how good of a secret he kept with the whole sealed armored train, uh, this secret was not kept very long and was leaked to both the left and right wings of Russia instantly, like the date of when they're going to have their revolution. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. just like the train tracks. Guys, the first rule of the October Revolution is you don't talk about the October Revolution. <laughs> Why are there so many new members here? Why are you filming this? Why are there flyers everywhere? <laughs> What is it? What is Be Facebook? Here now. Why is this on Facebook? What is yeah. a Facebook? What is a Facebook? It's Free bread of the revolution. I got your invite, Trotsky. <laughs> it's 1917. I just got a bird shit on me, and it had a date written on it. it oh, what? Got logged into Facebook. Find out the event. Uh, you just don't understand the meta yet. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. What's this text coming from Trotsky here? It has a winky face and an eggplant and some water. <laughs> Whoa! I mean, I mean sex. Uh, <laughs> oh, I think this is for you, herring wife. <laughs> Women can't have phones. <laughs> so we have this big secret plan to rebel, uh, to overthrow the government and have this rebellion. Now, the Mensheviks and the SR were like, they went to Lenin because, I mean, at least they were on talking terms with him. We're like, dude, you can't do this. This is dumb. You're going to ruin everything that we've done so far. And don't you think we've had enough? Don't you think we've had enough here? Come on. He's like, hey, I don't know. I just got high cholesterol and... I'm fine. I can go for more. I'll be all right. <laughs> the socialists were actually not the not not the Bolsheviks, but the two other socialist groups are actually some of the top um, members of like uh, majorities of the provincial government. So they were very popular, and then they saw that if Lenin was going to do have this revolution, they're going to fuck them up. But he's like, Lenin's like, nah, dude, we're having this revolution because it's October, and or actually, is it? Uh, November because I don't know Scorpio season. <laughs> we, we don't really September. know the date. Yeah. It's we September don't really, really and he's just like you know it's back to school time and everyone's looking at him like what? <laughs> We're still using a calendar made by Julius Caesar. So <laughs> the first good. <laughs> the first thing that everyone's gonna get in our communist state is one of those little pencil holders, the round ones, and you can put all your erasers and pencils in it. <laughs> oh boy. I can't wait to yeah. feed my family with that. I used to chew on my erasers. Oh, really? Man. Yeah. You're a handsome child because of it. Yeah. That's why you have a, a strong of jaw. That way you yeah. can just lick up the graphite to erase it. I used to oh, sniff so the markers. Well, that's a smart move for sure. They really trained kids dirty with those, like, the, <laughs> the scented the ones. scented ones? Yeah, smell right. Smell this. Yeah. Hey, uh, only that was like Sharpie. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> oh, baby. What did they think was going to happen? Just right? Like, oh, markers are smellable. You were fucked yeah. up. Yeah, let's, let's, let's make the glue all wacky colors with glitter on it. Next thing you know, the kids put in a bag, like, the industrial glue. <laughs> I couldn't tell the difference between that and the Shrek-colored ketchup. A lot of the kids that used to do that, they're all drug addicts now that I used to go to school with. Smelling yeah. a Sharpie smelling is like... The co is like cocaine for an elementary school kid. They smell yeah. fucking It's called good. getting on point. That's what we call The it. watermelon <laughs> one. And then you you fucking paint with them afterwards. Were you too were you too young for the do you remember the blue box of them? Yeah, like the fucking uh they had the black licorice one and like yeah. It, Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> That shit was tight. That's when so school they, was They fun. had all these markers yeah. and during the revolution. Yeah. <laughs> Sniffing they, markers everywhere. The ink was made with PCP. Even better. Um, they didn't have that back in my school. 
There has been a lot of depictions of the October Revolution. This is the big one. This is when uh, communism started. Awesome. Dope. Um, Love it. Mm-hmm. Now, most of these depictions, you see massive a massive revolution, people flooding the streets and celebrating and, you know, overthrowing the government, all this stuff. In reality, it was only about 10,000 people. And as I mentioned, Petrograd was a city of 2 million people. Um, so only 10,000 people. Um, they stormed the Winter Palace, and the revolution was pretty much won without a shot fired. Wow, I didn't know that. Actually, American journalists were able to stroll in and out of the Winter Palace, and Lenin even had time to have a dinner of borscht, steamed fish, and artichokes. Mm. Wow. Yeah, and then like all these poor people, they're just in their little huts. They're having that conversation. I guess we're communists now. Yeah. yeah the wife's so. like, that's nice. nice. I, uh, Made I'm the bread starving. bigger. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's kind of interesting because from reading this description, it really reminded me of like what we saw with the Taliban taking over Kabul, where it was just like, all right, guys, we're here. How you doing? We're in charge now. Yeah. yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. These guys. <laughs> Anything is better than this. Yeah. We'll find out. Right. So the provincial like troops, the provincial government troops that were defending the Winter Palace, they certainly didn't want the Bolsheviks to take control, but they didn't really give a fuck at this point. They were just like, all right. And they just like walked away or like joined them. Now, the issue that Lenin faced immediately after, much like uh, Kabul and all that stuff, whenever you see something fall was to stop all the Bolsheviks from looting the Winter Palace and the Peter and Paul Fortress. Now, both the... Now they're called the Red Guard immediately because they are communists, you know, the Red Army, all that stuff. Mm. So the Red Guard and the Surrendered Regimental Committee, which was the provincial troops, put down their arms and first raided Tsar Nicholas's wine cellar, which was still there in the Winter Palace. Smart. Everyone got, everyone got drunk on expensive wine and then took anything that wasn't nailed down. Damn. Well, we're communists now. This obviously yeah. belongs to me. It's yeah. ours. Yeah. Sure. Well, at least ours. my neighbor. Yeah. I'm just holding it for someone. It's probably some really good wine, too. Yeah. yeah. It's probably like collection. Yeah, like made in the 1600s or something. <laughs> it's yeah, it's some old crazy. fucking wine in it's there. Fucking vinegar. Yeah. It turns to bullshit after like 30 years. Really? Yeah. Yeah, but Tom, well, that, when they talk the about beers and shit like that, you yeah. don't want something that's like you don't want something that's more than 15 years old. Really? I thought you wanted like From what I understand, like 80, there's like a cutoff or something like that. I'm not. Uh, I'm not an expert on it, but yeah, you I, can crack an, a wine from the 80s. It's just going to be balsamic vinegar. I don't know. I like I've, balsamic vinegar. Have you guys seen that YouTube channel of the guy eating World War One rations? No, but that sounds actually that interesting. That sounds real sad. It, it, he does it. He does it. It's like, an experience. Like replica, or is it like actually? No, from, they're like, like leftovers, like leftover rations from World War One, like British Ew. eating a rations. chicken that's 120 years old. <laughs> yeah. I actually kind of want to see this. This actually yeah, piqued too. my interest. We'll watch yeah. some after. We Ooh, yeah. Here. Well, yeah. you know, it's British food, so it's like biscuits and shit, the fucking beans and shit. Yeah. Um, so Lenin just, uh, while this looting was happening, he tried to stop it, but then he just put his feet up and he claimed that the glorious October revolution was quote, as easy as picking up a feather from experience. It's pretty easy to pick up a feather. Yeah. Yeah. Probably harder to even walk upstairs, which he would have to do. So. 
Yeah. I mean, also, like, was it, though? I mean, I feel like he was just out of the country most of the time. Yeah, he wasn't really well, there. That's why it was really... so easy. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> he was like, I wasn't there. It just I wasn't happened. there. Look, I marched right in there, and I said, me, Vlad, Russian man, I'm taking over. Get out of here. Give me your wine. Give it to the boys, the red men here. Okay? Yeah. Get, get all your other colored men out of here. It's yeah. only red. Red, red men group long. only. Yeah. Capiche? No blue men over here. We're about to have a nice color war, too. Could you imagine, like, if they had in Russia their own red man group? Like, dope. They don't have uh, art over there, so they wouldn't be able to have the red man group. They wouldn't. Uh, no. I feel like that's the only thing that they would be able to have, is just red man group. Yeah, maybe. And it, they're not uh, fun. be a very different yeah. red man. They're all child molesters. They're just covered in borscht. <laughs> oh, God. <Yeah. laughs> so, that, that's it. They won. Um, yeah, back that's to the back end of the episode, chance. right? Revolution, yeah. revolution over. Yeah, now what do we do? And that's why today we have communist utopia Russia. Yes. Yeah. Thank God. Man, I wish I could live there. Yes, comrade. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I feel like it would be really fun to play with airbags and like put them on your seat, Tom, and shit like that. We could do that here. No, but I have to do it in Russia or else you'd sue me. We just have a laugh if uh, we were in Russia. That was a dick. That was a Jew joke. Uh, <laughs> that was. You heard it that here was first. Low. Over me and Mike's head. <laughs> I'm very sensitive to very that. Very anti-Semitic. Uh, on Hanukkah. On Hanukkah, I'm very sensitive this to piece that. Of shit, you let this piece of shit on the show? I'm thinking about pulling the plug it's on this whole show. Pull the show. Right now. I'll, I'll, I'll look it up on Wikipedia. We'll finish the show. Thank Tom, you. Tom, yeah, I'll give finish. you some chocolate gold. I'll give you some chocolate gold. Calm down. It's called gelt. Chocolate semi piece of shit. Jewish leprechauns. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, the prior, the day prior to the revolution, Lenin had actually asked Trotsky if he wanted to be the leader of the new communist state. Now, Trotsky, Tom, go ahead. This is funny. This is next Trotsky was like, nah, I can't be the leader because it would be impossible for a Jew to run Russia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look, I have a business to run. I don't know what it is. I, I can't be running a country and be running to the center of the earth at the same time. Yeah. How am I how am I gonna how am I gonna trade jewels and things? Come on. How am I gonna start Hollywood if you're out here asking me to run your country? <laughs> and then Lenin or then Trotsky was like, you know what? There's only one man for the job. It'd be you, Lenin. He knew that was coming, too. That's why yeah. he asked Trotsky. Yeah. Because yeah, exactly. he's just like, who will run such a magnificent country <laughs> that you, I have just helped Trotsky, found it. Yeah. The only Jewish guy in what? our organization. <laughs> yeah. For nay, my friend Lenin, I cannot. I have to go make Hollywood happen. <laughs> well, perhaps uh, you should. I guess I have to accept. <laughs> there are no other options. <laughs> what a predicament. Well, hi-ho. So so hours after the revolution, Lenin was laying down his dictatorship. The first thing on his agenda was to, and this is just terrible, censor the press. I mean, it's kind of like, come on, man. You've been like censored your entire life. But now any media, any press or anything like that, that slandered the Bolsheviks were immediately shut down. And the okay. press is taken by the government. All right. That's, uh, that's a good start. It's a good start to getting it all fucky. Yep. 
Yeah, he did. He did a few good decrees. He did make a mandatory eight-hour workday. He gave women the right to equal work. Wait, hold uh, on a second. You have to work eight hours, or no more than eight hours. Uh, no more than eight hours. But you have to work eight hours. Oh well, yes, you have. to work. <laughs> okay. Why not a two-hour workday? What the fuck yeah. is eight hours for? Come on, lemons. I just I need a break. Hey, fucker. He nationalized major industries and had relig- freedom of religion, not religious freedom, freedom of religion. Wait, was it freedom from religion? <laughs> was it that kind oh, of Oh, yeah, religion? yeah, freedom oh. from religion, yeah. yeah. Um, well, so, now, he also, he also granted independence to all countries that were in former the former Russian Empire. So this were these were places like Poland, a lot of the Baltic states and like western Ukraine, I think. He was like, "You know what? You guys uh you have your own country." This would not last very long as well. Um, yeah. Look, <laughs> we'll going to change his mind on that one. Yeah, going to change his mind. We're coming back, but it's like the babysitter analogy, you know? Yeah. Take take a few days off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now he had to deal with Kerensky. So Kerensky had fled the uh, uh, the country and went to the front lines. Remember, World War One's still going. He hasn't pulled anyone out yet. And he rallied a bunch of Cossacks um, out of the trenches to come back and storm Petrograd. If you don't know what a Cossack is, they are like the basically Viking berserker, or like Asian Viking berserkers of... Russia. They're fucking horseback. crazy people. On horseback, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're crazy warriors. Sounds good. They so, were also yeah. like the like the right arm of the Tsar when the Tsar was like yeah. the most powerful. It was mm. the Cossacks that were like his sword. Was what the, now uh, I do yeah. remember the Cossacks because I, I watched Fifel, an American tale. And oh, we, yeah. There are cat Cossacks in that. Also, the Cossack is almost always the unique unit for Russia in the civilization games. Yeah, oh. that's, that is true. Yeah, but yeah, they're <laughs> they pretty much those, like too. they're pretty much just mashed remnants. potatoes. What? <laughs> they mashed potatoes too. Cosacks mashed potatoes. They're they're cozy something. <laughs> that's 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 cozy koozie or what? What is that uh, one? Fucking close yeah. enough. <laughs> Come on by. That's rice pudding. <laughs> Do you uh, like our prepackaged mashed potatoes? The gravy's delicious. Yeah, it's cozy. It's Jewish blood. Continues, right? Yeah, no. The the Cossacks are pretty much just like remnants of Attila the Hun. Mm-hmm. That's, That's pretty the, fucking dope. Probably where it's at. But very scary if I was Lenin. I'd be like um, pinching a tent somewhere. Well, Lenin, remember, he's got all the money now. They literally, when they went into the Winter Palace, they put all the money in like old timey sacks because they couldn't put it in a bank. So they just had these like duffel, these, you know, like sacks of money you know just so he went up he was able to contact some of the cossacks and he was like dude i'm gonna give you all this money you guys get you can leave world war one right now you get safe passage through the country and i promise remember all these promises you have an independent nation on the eurasian step didn't happen (laughs) not surprised But, but he was able to stop a majority of this initial attack from the cossacks he would still have to deal with, uh, you know, some of them later, but this initial take back was put down. Um, so quickly, people realized that Lenin's rule was not very good, and they started to do what a good socialist would do, would be go on strike. 
So I remember Lennon's like, hey, everyone go on strike. Yeah, yeah. And then Lennon comes in and people start going on strike and Lennon starts calling them saboteurs and that <laughs> the strikes were nothing but class blackmail. Class blackmail? Yeah. What? I mean, <laughs> I'm interested. How do we do this? How do we blackmail the rich? Yeah. Yeah. How do I go, <laughs> Mr. Bezos... I got something that you want. Shame, you shame, shame, Mr. Bezos. <laughs> yeah, we we will see. Yes, we will see. Le- we will see Lenin pretty much like name everything class something class this redefining what classes are. But this was the first one where I was like, "Well, how is it blackmail? They're just going on strike." <laughs> Who knows? Uh, selling the news. Now, remember, I said they're walking around with these bags of rubles, just like money pouring out of them. The problem was, was they had no treasury for this new government. They didn't really know what the government was at this point just yet. But they had no treasury. Um, they had looted around two million rubles from the Winter Palace, but no bank would let them deposit, and they wouldn't. The banks wouldn't let them access the funds of the government. So Lenin turned to the National Bank. Now, the National Bank was the same bank that Stalin had robbed the train in Georgia. Amazing. (laughs) So in order for the National Bank was like, all right, we'll let you put the money in in and we'll let you get like the government's funds. But you have to pay us back from what you stole in Georgia. Oh, they knew. (laughs) (laughs) They figured it out. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. They were like, we know you have all this money. You have to pay us back for what you took. So he pays them out, and um, he instantly has all these funds from the government at his disposal. Mm. Now, another decree that he set up fairly quickly was to set up something called the Cheka. Now, for a man that had been chased his entire life for the secret police, one of his first actions was to set up a secret police to dispense revolutionary justice. Mm. I like that. Can't go wrong. Yeah, it's like Rob Deerdeck and Big Black. Yeah. Same thing, you know? The security yeah. guard on it all the time. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So the Cheka were essentially the ok- Okinara or whatever, the the Tsar's the secret police. Um, but they would be bumped up on steroids between Lenin and Stalin about their powers and all this stuff. The Cheka took various names over the 20th century, the KGB being the most popular, but was always considered the Cheka. Um, A lot of people think that it like transformed into one or another, but it was always, if you were in Russia, a lot of people would just call you a Czechist if you were part of the KGB. So a very famous person that considers himself a Czechist, and we'll use that term, is Mr. Vladimir Putin, Mm. who was an ex-KGB officer. Mm. Extremely um, hard man. Yeah. The Czechist, or the Cheka made no time getting up to sh- shady shit. Um, there were 844 executions between December 1917 and June 1918. Probably more than that. Those were just the ones we knew. Um, now, one of the big platforms Lenin was rallying the people behind was peace with Germany. Um so that was, again, big on his list of things now that he took over. So the peace treaty process took months. Uh, Lenin actually sent Trotsky down to Germany to negotiate with the Germans on how to get out. And they tried to, between Lenin and Trotsky, they tried to play this, like, delay process for whatever reason. 
I get I don't I don't really know why because the Germans were basically like, no, you're gonna just agree to like the worst terms of peace in I, order for you to get out. Part of it was also that the Russians were like convinced that the same revolution was going to happen in Germany. Mm. So they were like, delay, because we think that their government's going to get overthrown. And then they signed the worst peace treaty in human history, because they were like, well, whatever, none of this is going to matter when the worldwide wor- workers' revolution happens and we all live in a utopia. Oh, right. That's yeah. smart. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's good. Okay. So, um, yeah, so they're, they're doing this delay tactic, and the Germans aren't budging. Um, again, like, the Germans... Way more powerful than the Russians. Uh, the peace treaty that Lenin signed was so demoralizing to the Russian people that, again, they called him a traitor, a German spy. Basically, he gave up all occupied land to Germany, so Poland, Lithuania, Kurland, West Ukraine, and he had to pay them 120 million rubles. But he'll Those just make big, more of it. Big he'll just print up some more. Yeah. It's the Brest-Litovsk Treaty. Look up how right? many that is. Rubles. Yeah, the Breslatov yeah. Treaty. So when people cried out that Lenin was a traitor and that he belonged in prison, he responded with, I think, one of the best bond lines of history, actual villain bond lines. He was like, um, he said this, some people may indeed go to prison after this, after this, but if you, uh, yeah, take I'm it again. Good. I'm not a very good bond villain. If some people may indeed go to prison after this, but if you calculate the probabilities, you will see that it is much more likely that I will be sending you to prison rather than you sending me. It's somewhere between Bond villain and like also Dogecoin trader. <laughs> yeah, I can like, well, yeah. if you look at these uh, so statistics, like posting on Reddit, like. if you do the math that I ripped off this guy on YouTube. You're going to see it. You're going to jail. It is not me who is owned by you. Huh? You we are owned by we. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's poor people in Poland going, I guess we're German now. Listen to this message. It's coming from our faces. Faces that are accessorized beyond any level of satisfaction. What brand of accessories? Pit Viper. Say it. Pit Viper. Pit Viper. Pit Viper. Pit Viper. Say it again. My time is precious. Pit Viper. Feels good. Real good. Lenses for the body, mind, soul, and body again. Not saying you look stupid and ugly. But you could look less stupid and ugly. And Pit Viper's gonna help you do that. Are we sponsored by Pit Viper? I'm gonna be honest here. We're not sponsored by Pit Viper. We're not. Then why are we talking about Pit Viper? Because it's the right thing to do. Yeah, I was a virgin, so I put on some Pit Vipers. The kind folks at Pit Viper sent us premium eyewear. Because just like you, the listener, they have great taste and are very smart. Thank Thank you, you, Pit Pit Viper. Viper. Thank you so much for making my face look great. Pit Viper. Yum. We're raffling off a couple of pairs of this sweet, fresh eye gear. Check out our Instagram and Twitter for details on that raffle. Dude, they have ballistic lenses, man. I could be shooting pepperonis at you, and you wouldn't even feel anything. And if you don't win the raffle, you can go pitviper.com on your Internet Explorer. Oh. Dress up that mug. The new year's coming, and it's time to look like you stand for something. Something cool. This is America. We all have our principles. Stand for it. Something cool, dog, like Pit Vipers. Keep the sun out of your eyes. Be yourself. Be cool. Wear Pit Viper sunglasses. 
So now, if you remember from the last episode, we talked about how terrible the Duma or the Congress that Tsar Nicholas set up was, how much of a joke it was. Well, Russia actually had one that was even worse. Uh, so really? Russia's, really? Russia's first truly freely elected parliament called the Constituent Assembly lasted all of 12 hours. Nice. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. So the consi- Constituent Assembly was an all-out shit show. And Lenin went into, went into it knowing that the Bolsheviks would not be able to get the majority. Other socialist groups like the SR and the Mensheviks were going to wipe the floor with them. So Lenin was like, it would be really bad optics to ban another socialist group, so I'm not going to do that. But I will ban the right-wing cadets. They were instantly banned and arrested. But they they just got new fishnet. (laughs) Yeah, so they couldn't participate in the free election. Now, um, when the assembly actually started, there were massive protests outside the building it was being held at that were promptly dispersed by machine gun fire. Right into the crowd. Right in there? Get out of here. Yeah, right in there. Get them away. It's my country now, motherfuckers. Yeah. Now, the votes for parliament came in, and the Bolsheviks came in dead last in the assembly. The the SR actually took the day. So um, the proceedings went by, and the leader of the parliament, an SR member, um, was going to hold a session on the decrees that Lenin had set down prior to the assembly. Okay. Now, when he set this motion, all of the Bolsheviks, all the Bolshevik assemblymen walked out of the building. They just walked right out. Lenin saw this. He was there at the building. He decided this was a terrible idea to actually hold this uh, <laughs> this uh, parliament and then passed a decree to dissolve the assembly. Awesome. 12 hours. Yeah. I like that. 12 hours. You know what they were, you know, the Bolsheviks said? They said, I've gone home. We're not playing ball, Shevik. See what I did there? Ball yeah. with a ball to bang the That's dang, for all you dads out there. I was. I like that time. That was good. That was a good pun, right? Don't drop the ball. You Skibic. you can push me off a cliff anytime. No cliffs Follow. around. We'll yeah. jump together, Tom. It'll be fantastic. You and me, family bonding. Yeah. With arms wide open. <laughs> you, you have a heart attack before you hit the ground. So it's all right. You're gonna sing that song. I'm gonna repeat in my head like some kind of sick nightmare about my terrible Bolshevik joke. <laughs> my my sheep. <laughs> Yeah, the sheep, the bang, the <laughs> bow, the bow, the bang, the dang, the bang. splat. It's some kind of, uh, it's some kind of uh, synonym of sorts of the stories. I'm looking at one word and it's another, and I don't understand. The wolf, the sheep, kill oh, me. Oh, they meant bow with Kill the ball. me. That's what my inner monologue sounds like. <laughs> it's rubbish. Kill me. Murder no, me in now. The, in the years following the disastrous assembly, Petrograd basically devolved into the set of Escape from New York. Oh, if you haven't, if you haven't sick. seen that movie, Kurt Russell was movie, there. Yeah. yeah, Kurt Russell was there. Uh, Donald Pleasance as the president. Love Donald great Pleasance. movie. <laughs> what a guy! That guy that actually. has the Cadillac with the two chandeliers on the front. Oh, she was a gangster. Wait, is it Escape from New York or Escape from L.A. where he hits the backward trick shot with the 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 basketball trick shot? Oh, that, uh, that, that I think LA. that was Escape from L.A. Yeah. yeah, that was where he chased Steve Buscemi on a surfboard <laughs> while he was driving. Is L.A. Great. is like not as serious, right? Yeah, it's like, way more just like a true comedy. Like, yeah. let's make. But it anyway, so Petrograd is like basically just uh, prison, and people are robbing, murdering, and raping in the streets. Vibes. 
So Lenin thought it was a good idea to issue a new decree. He loves these decrees. This one was called the Socialist Fatherland in Danger Decree. I'm surprised he didn't turn that into like the SFR or something. Um, basically, this allowed the Red Guard to, quote, shoot on spot enemy agents, profiteers, marauders, hooligans, and counter-revolutionary agitators. Hooligans? Yeah, Aren't marauders hooligans. like to hang out? Just people just like to hang out at night? They call a marauder that? Actually, I don't know how to describe, like, the, the actual... I thought it was a robber. I thought well, it was someone that hangs out. There's I, that Tribe Called Quest song where it defines what marauders are. That's the Midnight Marauders. Yeah. Okay. They're just vibing. They're just vibing. I don't know. Find that song. Just hanging <laughs> like, you find the song, I'm going to look it up on the They're just dictionary. hanging out on a, on a stoop listening to music. That's what it's all Yeah, no, about. but they like... It's like people on the prowl for something. Because oh, in the song, it's like, we're the marauders. Like, this is what marauders means. And we... And then they... It's like a chick robot voice. This is a we bad tangent to go to. They down. were looking no, for the Tribe fine. Called Quest. Yeah. Uh, oh, here. Oh, I got one. Uh, the definition: uh, a person who marauds. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> it's a Yay, raider. Webster. A good job. I'm not, dude. I'm not getting a copyright strike. We're not that. listening to the marauders. <laughs> I was some tribe right now. Sorry, Travis. So World War One uh, was still raging, uh, you know, in Russia while Russia was this Mad Max world. This is when, you know, they're in these peace treaties that are being delayed, right? Um. Eventually, the peace treaty was signed, but Lenin was not confident that the Germans wouldn't break this peace treaty. So he was like, fuck Petrograd. We're going to move the capital to Moscow. Oh. Yeah. Which was further away from the Germans. He's like, well, maybe they'll reach Petrograd, but I'm going to get Moscow. Also, we didn't get to mention this. I love that they renamed the city Petrograd because St. Petersburg was too German. And they were like, ooh. (laughs) Really? Yeah. That's can't, why? Yeah. You can't have any of that right now. <laughs> oh, I had yeah. no idea. So, like, I renamed a bunch of cities that were Berg to Grad. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And Stalin then they renamed God. them again to, like, leaders of the... Yeah, like, <laughs> and then it becomes Leningrad. <laughs> Leningrad, Stalingrad, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I knew about the name thing. I didn't know where that came from. Yeah. So... <clears throat> By 1918, most Russians at this point were starving from a famine. It was not socialism that killed them. This was a mixture of just a natural famine. Well, maybe not natural. I I think the famine was probably from all the Uh, uh, poison gas uh, war ordinance being exploded. All the death. All the death and Let's just say it was because of socialism. No, that one comes later. That's later. That yeah. is later. The true socialism okay. family. I thought comes Travis later. was trying to <laughs> no. get, no. get a squeaky one no. in on us. I'm like, no, I, I don't no, think no, no, so. we can talk about the Homelador when we do Stalin. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't worry, Tom. We'll get there. I'll yeah. shut my mouth. And let me tell you, Lenin does not help this starving point with his socialism. Okay. Um, so <clears throat> it also did not help that Lenin was running the Cheka and these death squads that were. Forcing farmers out of their homes or retaking some lands, but there was a legit famine, and I do think it was probably just because I don't know we dropped what it was like billions and billions of tons of explosives in France, and you know that shit was probably all in the air, you know. Like um, now, remember when I said uh, Lenin's favorite book was Uncle Tom's Cabin? Still still raving about that. So he decided to pull a little trick 
right from the uh, slavers of uh, the American South. He was like, dude, we need to arbitrarily divide the poor. Because now that we have this like big swath of poor people, there has to be some conflict going on. So Lenin decided to invent a new class. It's like, guess what, guys? Season two, new class of people. Uh, this one was called the Kolkuts. Like the cold cuts. With the cold cuts? <laughs> cold, cold cuts. cuts. And, and I'm assuming yeah. this was easier than putting one-seventh of that population in blackface all the time? Uh, yeah, way easier. Okay. Uh, this was basically so way easier and way, <laughs> way easier and conveniently way more um, harder to tell. Because he basically was like, this, this class is just basically rich peasants that are hoarding food and starving the rest of Russia. So he's like, you're all peasants. But uh, there's some guys that are fucking hoarding shit. You got to find them. So Lenin started what he called the Battle for Grain campaign. This sounds like the war on drugs. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Really? Except drugs is like Kellogg's cereal. Yeah. <laughs> now, basically, all that the war on grain was was, again, going around, telling peasants to, like, basically kill their neighbors, and also telling the Cheka and the Red Guard to strip certain peasants of all of their shit. Now, this is just so fucked because this is land that for the first time in, like, almost, like, I'm going to say close to, like, a millennia, that these people, like, own land. <laughs> and, and now you have their government murdering them. It's like, okay, you have been peasant for th almost a thousand, two thousand years. Here's your land. Oh, you took too much food. You're going to die. <laughs> That's odd. Yeah. yeah. That's it's a little bit kind of funny how life works like that. It is weird <laughs> how life works like that. Yeah. You and your family going through struggles for two thousand years, and one day, really, one day you got a little plot of land to bury a few carrots in, and all yeah. of a sudden, snuh. Nope. Snuh yours. Once you yours your problems get we, fixed, more problems arise. Never that's true. That people. We yeah, planted the sunflowers there because they were pretty. We didn't know they made something you could eat. <laughs> Who likes sunflower seeds? They're gross. You gotta spit half I, of I them out. I can never figure out how to eat those fucking I, things. I don't know. I, I think uh, it's well, it's big seed. They've been telling us it looks cool. But yeah. I think collectively, no one actually likes sunflower seeds, and no one actually I, likes bigly chew either. That's just shitty bubble gum. Well, think about that poor peasant that planted the sunflower seeds, and then the Bolsheviks show up, and they're like, "That has food on it. You've been hoarding." Whenever I think of that peasant, I think of the term. You're dead to me. <laughs> You're fucking dead. So in this process, um, at least 3,700 people were killed in the first year of food um, in this grain war. But probably more. That's just what we know. I mean, these numbers are all fudged. I mean, if if there was a real number, it may have just been destroyed when, Lenin, when Stalin took over. Uh, but entire villages were burnt down when they did not... Um, just let the Red Guard take their shit. Um, so at this point, other left-wing parties, um, or what was left of them, they're not really even parties. We're at like a one-state system at this point, but there's still groups out there like the Mensheviks and the SR. Uh, they started to hit back. So there was a bunch of assassination attempts on high-ranking members of the Bolshevik party, and Trotsky cranked up the Cheka and started to execute these left-wing groups. So mm. now they weren't even just executing the right, they were executing the left. Paranoia, <laughs> baby. 
So now, um, the big moment here. We, we, we know something really bad happened with Lennon. Uh, DreamWorks was like, fuck it. We're going to make a fucking movie about these shitty people. Uh, the shitty people that were led down to a basement and executed. Uh, we're talking about the execution of the Romanovs. Oh. Uh, yeah. So, it's not that bad. <laughs> yeah. You just described millions of people dying earlier in the episode. Who, what, who do I care if 12 more people die? Th- that's what the Bolsheviks, that was their kind of view Attitude. on it. Maybe I'm a yeah, Bolshevik. They, yeah. Maybe what's, sh- what's five more? Yeah, come on. <laughs> right. Who cares? One of them's a little girl. She's going to write a story about herself when she uh, gets fake killed. Yeah. I'm fucking starving over here. She's friends with a bat or something. There are rumors that, that they're wearing oh, so many uh, jewels on their person mm. that, like, the gunshots didn't kill them initially because it was, like, f- almost bulletproof glass with how many diamonds they had. <laughs> it pays to be rich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So there's... there's that might extremely, be apocryphal, but... <laughs> yeah, there's, there's extremely grisly accounts of this murder um, in the basement. And I'm going to kind of save most of them. We can talk about the jewels and all that shit for a Romanoff episode. Most gruesome one. Well, they well, were all, all shot together. to death in the basement. It's the same oh, time. Yeah. There's details one, of it that are... In the basement? Yeah. Maybe to take it to the field or something? The nature? No. Remember, you're in a basement right now. Yeah, Shit could go down. Well, if I'm dead, I don't know if I'm dead or not, so... You guys gotta watch out for Connor, because you guys are, like, both, like, by blood related, so... Right. You gotta take out, like... That's why I got these guns. Yeah. <laughs> you're looking pretty strong. Yeah. You lifting more at the old library? No. <laughs> <laughs> See this time? Dude, I I feel like I feel like librarians may have lost some muscle after they got rid of like all the Britannica books, or do they still have them? Like the uh, huge... they just don't move. They just yeah, sit in the same spot. They just sit there. No <laughs> one's taking that shit one out. Of our, so one is another tangent. One of our pages, who are like the high school kids that come in and work for us, he had to move all the oversized books today. <laughs> Nice, bitch. And it was my idea, but he had to like move them all from one spot around the corner to another. So he got a good arm workout in. Good. I watched. I was like, "Good job." Was uh, he up to the task, or was he? Yeah, he did well. He did well. Yeah, good on him. Mm -hmm. So there's been a bunch of wild speculation on whether or not Lenin ordered these executions. Um, All we can say is that there's no paper trail that links Lennon to the executions. If there was, it may have been destroyed. And your your reaction, Tom, was like, "Ah, who cares? The Bolshevik leadership was just like shrugged it off when the Romanovs were wiped out. They were like, oh, okay, that's cool. I have never once, (laughs) you know, I remember when when I heard about JFK being shot. (laughs) I didn't care. (laughs) But I mean, when 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 Lincoln was killed. Didn't even bat an eye. I came out his wife, like John Kennedy's wife. She got on the back of the car. I was like, "Holy fuck!" She's about to jump out of that. Shit. She married rich. Yeah, she, when she, she married, married a, bad luck. I'll she, tell you that. No, no. After bad that, luck. she married a guy who owned half of Greece. <laughs> yeah, and bad with the luck, less, rest of her life going, oh, I better make. Oh, uh, my kids are dead. Oh, oh, oh! oh, oh rich, he fell out of the fuck. sky <laughs> like the rich. bullet that killed my husband. <laughs> So, but I mean, oh. this was like a serious hit to the Soviet Union when they this was like re- released to the public because they just had another reason to not like them. I'm um, out the vodka. I mean, bullets. Did they give so back you know the who, vodka? Actually, I think they did. Okay, I'm I, I'm guessing that it was rationed. I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if they had any, it's not enough. I mean, have you met Dmitriev? Dude, the guy uh, Russians. 
Russians love their vodka. Yeah. I'm just telling you. Every Russian I've actually met is just like, how do you drink that much? Booze hounds. I want to write in Russian. It looks so hard, though. Cyrillic? Dude, Cyrillic. You could do the it. Skrillex. You My can write in Skrillex. You gotta listen to dubstep. Wah, 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 wah. Dubstep should be illegal. <laughs> so you <laughs> know who did take terrible. a bullet? Who? Also, you know who also did take a bullet? Lenin. What? Purple Heart? Yes. In his ass? Ooh. His brain? Uh, he probably would have been lucky if he got it in his heart. That's right. One year later. Uh, what? Sorry. What? <laughs> That's right. One year after the revolution. Uh, one year on the job, a woman named Franny Kaplan shot Lennon twice during a speech at a factory. One of the bullets went right through his left shoulder. The other one went through his lung up into his neck, just dodging his uh, artery there. Holy shit. And Lodged into his clavicle bone right next to his spine. Oh, oh dang. Now, because it was so close to the spine, the surgeons were like, we're just going to leave that piece of lead right in you. We're, we're Russian hack out. surgeons. We don't think we should touch this one. Yeah, you've given us the tools of, like, a radish and <laughs> an uh, old T-shirt. I'm not taking that bullet out of your spine. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, I couldn't imagine back then the surgery for that shit. Yeah, right? This is what, 1919 <laughs> now? So he's. Let's dig that shit out. Yeah. Ugh. Suck it out like this. Yeah. <laughs> Get some leeches on your back. And just, I'm sorry, Mr. Lennon. You're going to have to deal with some mild discomfort for the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> After this assassination happened, uh, we entered the period of the complete red terror that kicked into effect. The Cheka, uh, in yeah. the next two months, murdered over 6,000 people. Vibes. Um, there's actually this one story about... What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Continue. Mike just says, what? vibes. <laughs> I don't know. It's vibes. depressing. <laughs> the mood. Are you listening? Did you lose? Depressing vibes. <laughs> he just said, oh, 6,000 people are murdered. I'm vibes. I don't know. <laughs> Well, there were vibes, I suppose. That was a vibe for them back then. That was a vibe. Vibes. Let's go fucking murder people. Mike is actually just a soundboard that we set up. Yeah, not even here right now. Yeah. Vibes. Mike is just a hat on top of my no longer working Dyson vacuum. It's weekend at Bernie's over here. The lights are off, but no one's home. That's wrong. All lights are off, but no one's home. Exactly how I said it. So today. I'll uh, <laughs> I keep with that I'll lighten the right. mood a little bit with I'll lighten the mood. With you the know red who, who loves this? Yeah, who who loves cabaret? Titty. Fuck is that? Come on, uh, it's titties. Who loves cabaret. the circus? Duh, I could live without it. Um, well, you combine those two, and you have two off-duty Cheka office officers going to a, sh a cabaret slash circus club. They went to go see the famous Russian clown combo, Bim and Bomb. Oh, yeah. That sounds bombs. very fun. I am thrilled. In fact, if I wasn't so uh, tired at the moment, I'd go grab my kazoo. <laughs> and so I, they fuck a donkey? Bim and Bomb. Wow, classic. <laughs> yeah, it's a donkey show. Oh, that's hot. Yeah, so Bim and we are going to Bim and Bomb tonight. <laughs> uh, so these two Cheka's, Cheka officers started to heckle the clowns because they were wasted. You know, that's what you do with clowns. you got to abuse them as much as possible. Of course. 
Um, and they started calling them counter-revolutionaries. And everyone in the crowd's like having a fun... They don't know they're Cheka. And they're like, ah, ha, ha, these clowns, counter-revolutionaries. And they think this is all part of the act. And then one of the Cheka walks up on stage, pulls out his gun, holds it up to Bomb's head, and blows his brains out on stage. <laughs> Boy, Jesus <Bob>. Christ. <laughs> wow. Savage. Those people got the rules. But like worth. up until this point, everyone's like, oh, so funny. Bomb is going to get killed like the czar. <laughs> Man, I'd rather be Roy with a tiger. Oh, my God. Than a right? clown over there. I'm going to go home and jerk off now. <laughs> Which one? He got Bomb, you said? Uh, he got bombed. So Bim, Bim is just solo. Bim solo. Yeah, just Bim, Bim solo. He's a sad oh. clown. What a show that must have been to clean up. Yeah, it, was no, probably, it was probably just hula hooping. No, so Bim afterwards actually moved to Italy, changed his name to Pagliacci, and became a sad clown and had to go see doctors about it. Okay. Oh, <laughs> fair enough. I was going to say that tears. Bim is actually Carrot Top's great-great-grandfather. <laughs> Yeah, there is something very sad about his genetics. Yeah. Um, so now I mentioned this last episode, or I alluded to it. You know, I mentioned that Lennon was a sickly kid. Uh, I mean, you just look at him. He doesn't look like a very healthy person. I remember I said he was biking. If you're a cyclist, you're not a healthy person. You're yeah. trying to cover up something. You're try Yeah, you're trying to show everyone, look, I could still do it. I, I, I don't mean to make cancer jokes, but I feel like every person as a hardcore cyclist gets cancer. Well, that because I've known. I, I think there they're is sucking a in exhaust thing. and well, testicle it's very friction. Sit down on a bike. Uh, yeah, bicycles are not made for men. They're no. made for women and for, to be in parks that are gated off, not for the road. So Lennon was a very sickly man. Obviously, not just in his head, but actually in his head as well. So. Um, <laughs> Because that's where a lot of his problems had. He had terrible migraines. Um, he was extremely high strung. His notorious insomniac. He only slept a couple hours a night. He didn't really eat too much. Like, he, you know, he just was a skinny boy. Now, these ailments amplified now that he was a dictator because he had less time to hang out, know, hang out, chill. Fucking write um, some uh, propaganda. <sighs> and this he had, poor and he had a, dictator. And he had a bullet lodged in his neck. So one of the things Lenin loved to do before the revolution was to have his mommy sponsor uh, basically sandals resorts for him in the woods. Um, and now that he had endless amounts of money, he was like, fuck it, I need to go on a vacation. I was just shot. Nadia and I need to get out of uh, Moscow. And, uh, you know, so they they acquired a private cabin slash mansion in Gorky, which is uh, some area out in the woods, complete with its own cook. And the cook would be none other than Vladimir Putin's grandfather, Spiridon Putin. <laughs> what? what? Yep. That's crazy. Dang. Wow. So, I, yep. th I think it goes to show how far you can get with just like sucking the right dude's dick. That's true. You can go yeah. far. Yeah. Or how well you cook eggs. Well, I yeah. mean, obviously that's not like a coincidence. Like, you know, you get in a position like that, and then the kid gets in, you know, his kid gets in. I, I don't know. It just seems... Yeah, but I think it was probably how good that this Spiridon cooked eggs. Dude. He just He's like, put eggs in a vodka. Yeah, and put it up his butt, and then like... I don't know. Lennon was not a very sexual man, but I'm sure he liked to watch well, men he shoot eggs sexual out of his because butt. he was a trad boy and he married a fish. 
You married a fish woman. So, like, also, yeah. could you imagine that conversation that they had? Like, first night he's he's in power, and she's like, "So now that you're in, do I get a role, <laughs> my first lady of the red state? Do I get uh, something?" He's like, "Well, frankly, you're too ugly, bitch." I can't have you on flags. <laughs> <laughs> you're the side hoe, bitch. Yeah. yeah, you're not getting a Susan B. Anthony coin, you asshole. Oh, God. Fucking ding dong. Um, so, but actually, one thing that I will say about Lennon is that he did have this one mansion, but uh, and maybe Nadia was kind of pissed about this because they did not live lavishly. A lot of the Bolsheviks did. A lot of the Bolsheviks moved into like these mansions that the royalists owned, but... Lenin, Lenin and um, Nadia lived in like an apartment and his office in the Winter Palace like basically just had nothing in the room. Like he stripped it of all the shit and just had a picture of marks on the wall and a clock. Well, he's a weirdo uh, incel, so it makes sense. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like, tracks. I'm going to clean my room and then I'm going to frame a picture of Jordan Peterson and just put it right here. <laughs> yeah. And that's all I need. get my life together. I'm going to yeah. find a wife. The mattress is on the floor. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Facing him, made every day. Yeah. So I realized that I forgot something this whole time. Uh, during this famine, the mass murder, and all the authoritarianism, there's actually a civil war going on in Russia. Oh, you don't say. <laughs> yeah. A big one. So yeah, pretty what? much right off, pretty much right off the bat after the October Revolution, um, it's called. Uh, it was fought between the Red and White Armies. You guys hear about that? No, What's the, the Red and Army? Whites, the Royalists. Yeah. Uh, Royalists. Oh. Royalists. Um, so the reason why I didn't mention this all along is because Lenin never really bothered doing anything about it. He never visited the front. He never gave rallying speeches to the troops. He was pretty much like, Trotsky, you go deal with the Civil War. Putin's cooking up some of my favorite pickled herring and uh, in a bed of month-old beets, my favorite. So Trotsky was actively getting involved with the war? Uh, Trotsky, by the way, had absolutely no military experience. Of course, he's Jewish. Uh, Well, yes, uh, but he was the leader of this... Uh, civil war between the royalists, the whites, and the reds, the communists. So I wanted to save the this kind of red versus white um, revolution, just because this, ep- this episode is going to be long. <laughs> I'm not finished. I wanted to save it for a Trotsky episode, because he's the one that's really out there um, fighting this war. The only thing I will say about it, the war, besides the fact that you know mainly Trotsky was leading it, was that the Western powers like the U.S. and Britain were secretly funding or openly funding, in some cases, the white army. Churchill famously said this about Bolshevik, Bolshevism, uh, that it should have been strangled in the cradle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> fucking pretty, get pretty that clear. baby. <laughs> well, good thing um, it's not a real baby. That's true. It's just... Eight million babies. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we'll save the details of the Civil War. Stay tuned for a Trotsky episode when we go over that. Uh, but the Civil War ended in around 1920, sort of. There was still issue, like lingering issues um, that would 
continue over the next few decades, actually. But for all intents and purposes, Lenin was the officially the Red Czar. Now, Lenin's new goal um, was to spread communism. That's it's even in the Marx thing. Like you have to spread communism. I mean, Marx wrote you had to educate the people, which Lenin was not about doing. He just wanted to spread it to a you know as many powers through propaganda as he could. Cool. Um, so if there wasn't enough bloodshed going on in Russia, Lenin was like, you know what? Um, you know what's a very popular power right now? Or, sorry. <laughs> Lenin was like, he turned to his Bolsheviks and he's like, um, you know what's a really popular place right now? And I know we just like gave it back to them and then Germany took it. And now that Germany lost it, they have independence again. But let's fuck it. Let's just invade Poland. They're ready for revolution. Uh, history says <laughs> that those people love taking an invasion. Yeah, uh, they love pretty it. Pretty Poland love and getting invaded. They're sluts. Yes. They got some good swords <laughs> over there. God bless the Polish people. Yeah, they just they just uh, love a good old fashioned invasion. It's uh, like a pastime for them. Both Trotsky and Len and Stalin. Stalin had climbed the ladder from uh, just. This from train robber to <laughs> yeah, so both Trotsky and Lenin, um, both were like Lenin, you're a fucking idiot. Don't invade Poland. Like, <laughs> like we've got enough shit going on. We have a civil war that's still kind of going on. Your people are starving. Like, just leave it alone. Lenin's like, come on, guys. I think I'm gonna yeah, I'm I'm gonna do it. Get get your asses to Poland. All right, must be the bullet. We get it. Mm -hmm. um, so it turned out that this was a absolutely terrible idea. Um, the initial push from the Red Army um, worked for a bit. Uh, they pushed towards Warsaw. And then the Polish regrouped. And in the autumn of 1920, the Red Army lost 30,000. And 20,000 were wounded. And had they had to retreat back over the border. It's more food um, for the rest of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that was one of his ways that he tried to spread communism. Not so successful. The other way was publishing pro-communist pro papers abroad. Lenin actually spent more money on flyers going to the U.S., Austria, Holland, Greece, and a handful of other countries than he spent on relief to the famine in Russia. Sounds about gotta right. Send, gotta send them junk Priorities. mail. Priorities. Know? Get that junk mail out. Sounds like your yeah. typical charity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, we're saving starving kids. Can you believe the amount of junk mail you get that has, like, charity shit on it? It's just like, <laughs> yeah. oh, like packets. Like college <laughs> packets mm -hmm. of shit. Just like, yeah. we're saving trees here, guy. <laughs> what the fuck are you on, We you sent 10,000 of these plastic paper things out, though. Yeah. <laughs> we got loads of them. Do you need extra? They're, these people are really out of their minds with these charities sending this shit out, thinking that works. My husband is dead. I only want sex. Fair <laughs> one. All right. So moving right along, at the start of the 1920s, Lenin would ban other socialist groups like the Mensheviks. The famine got even worse to the point that there were reports of cannibalism going on in the Russian countryside. Um, Lenin fixed the problem by simply banning the press and reporting about famine. <laughs> <laughs> what else we got to talk about then? Yeah. Yeah, no one's eating exactly. each now, other. Now yeah. you're not as hungry. Yeah. You're not are you guys about it. 
Good point. Are you young and reporters talking about eating ass? I don't think they're actually eating someone's ass. I ban any talk of ass eating. <laughs> I'm leaving. So then there were a bunch of rebellions because everyone's starving in 1921, and Lenin decided, fuck it, I'm going to use the same gas that we used, that the Germans mainly used in World War One, on our own people. So chlorine gas and mustard gas were deployed on... His own populace. Wow, that's a that's how you keep him in line, really. That's vibes. With people starving and rebelling, Lenin thought that it was a good time to go after the remain the remaining remnants of the church in Russia, and this would mainly be the Eastern Orthodox flavor of Christ boy touching. <laughs> I think back um, they were so Orthodox they only fucked girls. Yeah. That's true. I I always get a kick out of their their baptism. Have you seen the baptisms oh, they do like with the, the baby? Like, <laughs> poof, poof. <laughs> yeah. it's crazy. It looks like they're trying to drown it. Yeah. They kind of are. Yeah. They're like, it's not good here. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, yeah, show south. You'll take me Whoopsies. in heaven. Yeah. <laughs> so more than thirty bishops and uh, twenty one hundred uh, and uh, one thousand two hundred priests were killed in this uh, attack on the church and thousands more were imprisoned or exiled to Siberia. So Lenin, at the height of his authoritarian power, um, the places he could take Russia, you know, it was going to be really the best place in the world. We've seen it. You know, it's great. But on May 26, 1922, Lenin started to violently hurl at his sister's house. Uh Probably some bad borscht. Bad borscht, just, bad caviar. Just kidding. He had a massive stroke. Oh, shit. Yeah, dude. That's right. Um, How old is he? Soviet leaders and their strokes. Big on it. How, How old is he? Is he? Yeah. At this he, point. Uh, he's 52. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty, pretty young. So he's kind of useless now. Because that's what strokes did to you back then. Well, yeah. So and this now. was a man. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> this was a man that was um, all right- no walk, and now he could neither write nor walk. So, oh, I think um, you're gonna say like all right, like the left side of his body gave it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that, that was the joke. That would be good. Uh, yeah. You botched it, Travis. Oh, you yeah. could have done. He was all left, and now all he left. now he couldn't use either side. There, he's all right. <laughs> um, oh well. <sighs> so. This is the most important guy in Russia at the moment. So you would think that, you know, he'd have, like, the hottest, most bombshell nurses, right? You know, those Russian girls that, like, dress up in, like, oh, yeah. you know, semi-military stuff. And they're like, oh, look at my Kleshnikov. <laughs> um, no, he decided that his nurse was going to be Joseph Stalin. Yeah. Big, big hairy mustache man. Joey Steele man. <laughs> yeah, Joey Steele. I mean, you said he wasn't sexual. He had a fish for a wife. He's not trying to plow. He doesn't want to get aroused. He just wants to talk to a guy. A guy with a big stash that robs trains. Yeah. I mean, how he did probably this had good 180 happen? It went from what? don't let that cretin write about me to you're all right. I want you to be my nurse. I want you to yeah. sponge me. That's what happened. Yeah. So there was a bunch of speculation that Stalin may have actually poisoned Lenin. There's little evidence to that. but I put um, it past him. You know, yeah, given Stalin's record, or upcoming record, and, <laughs> you know, maybe. Good KD. On, yeah, maybe the highest KD. in world history. Yeah, he's at least beat Hitler, right? It depends who's 
that there's a lot that you can oh, say yeah, chalk up to both of them. So <laughs> yeah, terrible people. Continue you don't want Mike. You don't want to come across him in Counter Strike, dude. He's wicked with a knife. Oh, she's got the one tabs. Mm-hmm. Um. So on that same year, December thirteenth, wham, bam, Lennon gets two more strokes. Oh. So now he's like actually fucked. Um. He actually gets a stenographer to um basically dictate what he's doing and. <laughs> This is a funny little anecdote. He couldn't stand the sight of her or like the way she was typing or like chewing her gum or something. So he would he set up this system where she would be in one room and he'd be in another with a phone. <laughs> like well, he would just be moaning room. and stuff. His speech yeah. uh, his speech patterns had to be totally ruined. I mean his he probably sounded like us. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Bad. Um so he gets this stenographer to write a letter to Stalin basically saying, Come see me, Mr. Nurse Man, hot nurse mustachio, and please kill me because it's the quote humanitarian gesture. I think Stalin wrote this letter. <laughs> well, the thing was Stalin loved killing and would have yeah. happily choked out an invalid uh you know coat rack. S- yeah, coat rack. <laughs> the leader of the Soviet Union, but you know, killing the leader of the Soviet Union was probably not the best look. You know, so he's not—he's not number two yet. Um, now, Lenin, over this course of time where Stalin was his hot nurse, um, he saw what he used to call the quote "wonderful Georgian" was now starting to be a monster, even worse than himself. Um, and I, I do believe from doing the research that Lenin really wanted to do good, but he was too like Aspergery and Marxist economic theory, um, and ended up creating evil. He's, you know, I, yeah, yeah, evil through ignorance, like you, yeah. best of intentions. But I mean, we all know people like that. People who just yeah. don't get the fucking picture. Yeah. And they're a nuisance, and they might be helpful in some ways, but then they're very dangerous behind the wheel of a car. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, so True. when he saw, well, he started to realize that Stalin was the ultimate evil creation of his, um, and he actually got his stenographer to write to Trotsky, urging him to deal with the quote Georgian affair. Um, it, once we get into to, to Trotsky, we'll find out that didn't end up too well. So, now, remember I told you you used to have these migraines? Yeah. Um, apparently, Lenin suffered from scolio- uh, sclerosis of the blood vessels in his big old dome. Mm. So, the vessels were so calcified that doctors were able to tap on them with a tweezer, and it sounded like they were hitting a stone. Knock, knock, knock. His head? What the hell were they were hidden? Now Lenin Wait, with yeah. his hard his actual skull they're hidden in his skull. Well, you know how when you look no, at a bold person old, that works like at veiny, like the veins yeah. going through the Oh, brain. they were that yeah. hard. Oh shit. Yeah, when you look at like a bold uh bald person that yeah, works yeah. out too much and they have like, like the penis head. Yeah, like the penis head veins. Yeah. Those are all hard. They're not supposed to be? Not like a stone, no. dude. You gotta be able Terry to squish him a little bit. Like fucking bulletproof or something. No, I'm talking shit. about just the vein. Oh, just the vein. Like, you, you know, you, when you have a vein popping up, you can push it and it's not. Mine are rock hard. Uh, 
McDonald's. Cut back on taquitos. Uh, <laughs> I had Dairy Queen today. We're going to have to change your diet. Cut back on that, too. I mean, I'm trying for a while. You're not really trying. <laughs> You're not trying. I was, and then this girl ruined me. She, Can of she, soup. I was seeing it. I wanted to see a health nutritionist, and she uh, decided I was a loser. So then now you're like, continue trials. <laughs> we'll talk later. So Lennon, with his hard head, could not take it anymore. Um, we don't know exactly what his last words were, but one of them could have been good dog. He was playing with his golden retriever, and then he went and had vegetable broth soup. And when the nurses came back, he slipped away on January 21st, 1924. Uh, who let the dogs out? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, Ooh. he was Ooh. listening vibes, to the Vanga Boys. I'm, I'm picking up. This, on that's Russian vibes right there. That's some vibes. Baha, Baha men. men. Yeah, they were uh, KGB sleeper agents. As right as it gets, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> oh, wow. I never realized that that song they were talking about women. Yeah, come that's on, Travis. I knew that in like fifth grade. They're talking about ugly women. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. I thought they were talking about actual dogs. Well, before we close him out, this two parter. We had to discuss the big elephant in the room and the fact that Lennon is uh, still around. You can go hang out yeah. with him if you go to Red Square. You know, this bitch just laying around being lazy and shit. That's He's right. a saint. I gotta look that up in Google now. If you slip Putin a few rubles, he lets you touch his nose. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Give you just get kiss. one poke. Apparently, <laughs> um, there's there's been a few instances of people trying to, like, fuck with his body. Not many. But the last one, I think, was in 2014, where some guy, like, threw toilet paper on his coffin. <laughs> Not toilet paper. Yeah. Are they trying to fuck with his body, or are they trying to fuck his body? He's still body? there. Wow. <laughs> Connor, going hard. I mean, they get into some weird shit, so. They do. So the big issue with the fact that they, like, embalmed him. <laughs> Mike's and looking like, at him. <laughs> that is fucking weird. Yeah, right? That's him, dude. I mean, I hope people like me enough to do that to me. When I'm I'll dead. do that to you. you. Can you? Yeah, yeah. I'll make you a coffee table. You put me, well, in, see, like, put me in a cool place. Like, put me somewhere see, like random. A spot. coffee table. <laughs> oh, I'd be sick. <laughs> Tom's center, like living room. It's my cousin Mike. <laughs> I'm see, 150, Mike. by the way. Coasters, please. Mike gave you. Mike gave you consent. Uh, but here's the big issue with the fact that Lennon was laying in state like this: was that Nadia and the rest of Lennon's family and Trotsky. We're like, this is the last fucking thing that Lennon would want done to his body to be like been bombed and like put on display like this medieval relic. I mean, as I mentioned, this guy like lived a very Spartan lifestyle. You know, he he didn't decorate. He wasn't flashy. He had a terrible sense of fashion. Like a lot of right. Bolsheviks went fucking crazy elaborate, you know, and in the end, these people were like, this is not what he was trying to preach. And it's completely lost the plot. But Stalin, who was a big one that pushed the embalmment because Stalin wanted to create the cult of Lenin, right? And help solidify the fact that Stalin was the great successor. Yeah. And he really shaped Lenin's, like what you were saying, Mike, before, you're like, I thought the revolution was like crazy and big and he was all part of all these things. This was all Stalin's plan, like embalming him and all oh. this shit. Um but it wasn't really Lennon. His the ideas. Person, so. yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's that's Lennon. Well, wow. Communism looks good on paper. Yeah, it looks Thanks, good Travis. in bed. It's got herpes, though. It's true. We're a Jimmy. Personally, I don't think the USSR was ever communist. Yeah, they really weren't. You ever seen yeah. Rocky Four, Travis? 
Or the Rocky Oh, three. that's the one with the big old... Uh, wait, Rocky was that where... 4. four right. one, yeah. Yeah, Rocky should... 4 is the one where the robot sings happy birthday to him in the beginning. I will break you. Yeah, I just need that dude, the Russian dude. Yeah, the Russian If he guy dies, dude. he dies. If I want my dies. kid to look like him. Dolph Lundgren? You got Yeah, my kid doesn't look like him. I'm fucking bringing him back. You should try like, looking like him. You should. I, you could look like Dolph Lundgren. If you, you should you come to the gym. Hit the H- come H- to the gym with me. Can you take me to the gym? Where you go? Uh, YMCA? I'll go wherever you want to go. I go anywhere that's not like LA Fitness. Start taking a fucking ton of HGH and you'll look like Dolph Lundgren. That's the one I'm signing up for, LA Fitness. Yeah, I'm actually going to go there because I'm just really tired of being surrounded by men at uh, the locker room at Planet Fitness. What do you... (laughs) What you don't you don't like it? You don't like, <laughs> what, you don't like, you don't like it? it? I'm you uncomfortable. Like it? LA the- Fitness guys from Fat Slob, but hey, I my wife paid for the subscription, but fuck it, I'm him. <laughs> well, yeah, that's better than the other stuff. What muscular dudes with their cocks out? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, look, my Hold problem. Like this is a way tangent for the end of this. Episode. Let's talk about our fitness afterwards. For the end of the episode, we're just gonna all look like Cossacks soon. We're gonna be fucking strong horse boys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that'd be dope. Big, tall, furry look, hats. I, I, that yeah. that is good. I I would like to uh, propose a toast to Lennon. You tried, you failed <laughs> by Your some standards. Weird little insult past that I never knew about. That yeah. was the most informative yeah. part. Yeah, part yeah, one was better than part two. Sucks for you, listener. You made it all the way through this one as well. well sucker. Well, you know, I feel like with this episode, it's mainly a layup for what's to come. So stay tuned. Oh, next week, doing? baby. No, uh, not next week. Not next week. Oh, yeah, uh, boy. We're getting, we're getting yeah. out of Russia. We're getting out of Russia. Oh, next week is Mike's big yeah, we're going yeah. to Atlanta next week. Hot Atlanta. Yeah. Hot right. Atlanta. Family time. Speaking of Georgia. <laughs> Yeah. Real Georgia, oh. man. Yeah, the real Georgia. That's where, real Georgia. That's where my heart is. No, um, but stay tuned, and we will eventually get to Trotsky, Romanovs, uh, Stalin, all these fucking guys. Never Hitler. We're never going to roast Hitler. We're never ever. doing Hitler. You know he's no. bad. Not that many Nazis. Well, I like doing Nazis every once in a while. You done Mangala? No, we haven't done no, Mangala. No, do would him. be a good one. We have yeah. done no high-profile... We've done plenty of racists, but yeah. we haven't done no high-profile high profile Nazis. Nazis. Heimlich? Heimlich, whatever his name is. Heinrich? Heimlich maneuver? Yeah. Heimlich Himmler. 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 Well, we did roast the sea monkeys guy who was a Nazi, but he was a Jewish Nazi. He was fun, <laughs> and he was in the <laughs> States. What about Hugo yeah. Boss? That'd be another good one. Wow. Okay, well, right now we're here to close out Lennon, and you're here. You made it this far. Uh, if you like the content, go to patreon.com slash roastmortemcast. Support the show. It's great. We're trying to make Mike not work anymore. No, please. Not to say we're going to give him any Patreon money. Give but Mike money it'll give so us he ideas. Work. Yeah. yeah, Mike, do you think you can get by on $150 a month? Um, no. <laughs> Fortunately. <laughs> thought about right it. I mean, I could... If I had to pay like rent and all our bullshit, I could probably make hundred. <laughs> you mean utilities? Work. Yeah, utilities. If everyone like covered all my bills, yeah. I could definitely make it by on hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> yeah. All right, help cover Mike's bills at roastmortemcast.com. <laughs> Mike gets all the money. Hey, thanks for research. I got a hat. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thank you, and Mike. I'm very excited for next episode. Yeah, oh, can't wait. Hard dicks you pull out. Well, I, you know how intelligent I am, how intense I am in my research abilities and just continue droning out for the next like I'm gonna fade out and then, uh, you know it all started when I was young and uh, my dad really didn't pay attention to me and uh, then I started doing other things <laughs>